All right. Did Hold I? Up, I wasn't. I'm not ready though. I'm. I'm. I. Op- I'm trying to open up the fan. There we go. There. Does this mean I won't get recorded? You will not get recorded. Yeah, sucks, you will. Sucks to suck. I can. No, oh, it, it, get it'll... recorded through my microphone. True, true, true. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Right. Never you mind. You will get recorded through. Don't worry. You'll get real caught up. Oh, don't worry. Adult fanfic. We're on the last chapter, and I read through it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! No, you didn't. I stopped at HX, HX, HX's. Um, oh, jeez. Which HX's though? Why Wait, did I make it to the last chapter? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think I can hear you without Discord. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know For why. For some reason, I can't oh, hear you. Oh, well, why not? I don't know. I can't. I can't hear you. I, I, I understand that. You can stop saying it. Can you hear me? Yep. I can't I hear sure you. can. I, I know. You keep saying that. I don't know why. It's like, just unmute me on Discord. Uh, so I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Do you know why I can hear you now? Nope. Because I turned the volume on in my headset. <laughs> so, um... I don't want to fucking hear anything about it, alright? Alright! I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna drink my fucking glass of red wine. And you're gonna read me that smut. Please. Wait, am I reading? Yes, you're reading. Why the fuck am I reading? Because, <laughs> because you didn't finish the chapter. This is your chapter to read, brah. Which which chapter? Chapter! Oh, ooh, nine. Chapter nine. Oh, this is the I super think... long one? Yes. I think you're at, um... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, I'm on the right was, one. Hold there up, was hold all up, that shit up. about Gilbert Cornish. Yep, yep. All this I read. Mm-hmm. I think you're a little more than halfway down. And it's yeah, throughout yeah, the yeah. night as Ginny patrolled the halls. Harry found had found it impossible to get Ginny alone. Yeah, that's just about halfway. <laughs> Nicely done, my friend. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea what happened last episode. Not a clue. (laughs) We should start with the intro, though. Hello, and welcome to the Hot Potter Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jacon. And I'm Caitlin. And on this podcast, we read and talk about Harry Potter fan fiction that makes us all, dare we say, hot and potter. Disclaimer, we do not own Harry Potter. All rights reserved to J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers. We're just doing this for fun. And hide your kids, hide your wives, because this shit's explicit. Ooh, so smutty. E-X-X-X-Explicit. So, like, like, we should be like, hey, welcome back to the Hot and Potter podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Caitlin. Ugh. And you know? I'm Jacon. Oh my god. I'm right. I'm a host too. Jesus Christ. Okay, You're in and... for one hell of a show today. Oh my god. As we continue to read you this sexy, sexy smut. This is like Jacon with no alcohol in his system. Hey, no. have a swig of that Moscato, bro. I'm uh, almost a whole goblet deep, thank you very much. 
And one goblet equals like three glasses. So you're welcome for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, all right. I don't know if I'm thanking you right now. But welcome back to the Hot and Potter podcast. And we're, we're Caitlin and Jake Hunt. Uh, thanks That's for coming us. back. Oh my gosh. Hi. Gonna, oh, hey. I didn't get a chance to, to tell you, Jacob, but hold on. What, Let me what? check just to make sure we're the most updated here. Facebook statistics? 19 people in our audience. Holy shit balls. <laughs> I know. That's right? like almost 20. <laughs> well, like... that's like totally over the legal age, you know? True, true. Yeah, You're yeah. saying that our listeners yeah. are legal now? <laughs> well, I so we can get into who's... that real dirty <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, you, you get it. Oh, just you guys wait till our Christmas special. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hot and Potter podcast. Christmas special. I think you're plugging Happy a Wakemas. little bit too hard. Do we even know what we're reading yet? Wakemas 2020. Do we want to tease the pairings? Nah, I think we should just... No, oh, we should we tease can, the pairings. Oh, well, we can say, like, oh, it's Slash and, like, Polly. Like, oh, oh. What? Slash and, you know, like, polyamorous. Like, or I guess threesome. I guess it would be threesome, right? The second fic? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm Slash not understanding what you're... I'm what's, hinting. Do you do you not slash? know what hints I, I, are? I don't understand slash. Oh you would God. have to define slash. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. I'm. I'm. <laughs> help me. I keep forgetting you're a heterosexual. All right. I don't um, know what that means. Welcome to Smut 101. I'm your teacher, Miss Caitlin. I'm, I'm your here. I'm your good boy <laughs> student, Jaycon. <laughs> I need help, teacher. Help me, please. If you interrupt I don't me understand. again, I'll have to hit you with my ruler. Oh, please. I'll keep interrupting then. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so, slash. Wait, wait, fiction. teacher, teacher, teacher. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you got it. What do I it. need to do for, <laughs> wink, wink, extra credit? <laughs> Dude, you gotta listen to when I'm done editing our last episode. You gotta listen to it mm. because the whole McGonagall flogging you part, I, yeah. it's really good. <sighs> anyway, so slash fic students Ooh. is a fan fiction. I've heard about, about this. A couple I've heard about this. Who's gay and fem slash is a lesbian pairing. Oh, that's it. Yeah, slash is gay pairing. That, that's it. Yeah. So I, I was saying. Why the, the fuck pairings... don't they just call it gay fanfic? Like, what the hell? I don't fucking know. I'm not one of the fan fiction. Homosexual fanfic. Super Coming beams. up. Oh, no. Let's, let's make sure we give it a complicated oh, yeah. name yeah. that nobody understands. Slash? Call well, it. I don't know. Slash. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. If somebody knows why it's called Slash Fic. <laughs> Give us a ring at the hot and potter podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, type us an email and send us that to hot and potter podcast at gmail.com. Oh, you can leave us a review on Facebook, hot and potter podcast. Leave or us a review on Apple Podcasts. Whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. All 19 of you. 
All 19 of you, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it stays 19 after. Oh, geez, I don't know what's going to happen when the next episode Oh, no, lands. we're going way up. We just, we just that, keep that getting... That Christmas special, we're going to skyrocket. Oh, jeez, we just keep getting We're going to get to 25, no, then a quarter of a million, just like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, keep dreaming. Big dreams here. Jay has got big No, dreams. I hope not. That would be scary if we were actually like <laughs> oh held accountable for the content <laughs> we were putting out there. That would be... <laughs> Please don't share with your friends. Don't leave us <laughs> Yeah, because um, this shit just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Especially after last episode. <laughs> All right. What was I saying in the first place? Oh, if you guys send us your um, Shag Mary Hex murder, um, we will read it out on the podcast. At the oh, beginning. Like, like they're... Oh, yeah. Like what interpretations? Would you oh, yeah. Like damn. what would you guys do? What would you guys do? That's like intense. we're because we're gonna do Shag Mary Hex murder right now, so you can take my little list and you can go. Mm, geez, let's see. Oh mm. boy, I could show. Mm. Or I could marry. And we want all the them. deeds. Or I could hex them. How am I gonna do that? Oh, I think I'll write up this little email. Yep. Yep. And I'll send it's it. It's your to own like practice fanfic. At gmail.com. That's pretty and sick. And then we'll read it out. Oh, yeah. So do that. Oh, boy. And look at that. It is time for Shag. Dun, 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 dun. Mary. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today on Shag Mary X Murder, our contestant is Ooh, Jacob. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah! Oh yeah, yeah, you dead in the front. Come on I up. I did it, oh. I won. Oh, what's your name? Uh, they I'm called Jacon. Oh, it's so nice. That's I'm so nice. nervous. Alright, so today we have uh, four, four contestants here for you. I'm gonna have to we talk have, about uh, sex. We have the actual Hogwarts ghost. And there's like 20 people listening. Oh my god. <laughs> well, technically, because I'm listening right now, so I make 20. So I felt bad about the uh, last round. I didn't give you the actual ghosts. We're going to put a little twist on this. We're going to do the actual Hogwarts ghosts, but before they died. <gasps> so uh... we have the Gryffindor ghost. Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. Oh, you like Google the Raven Club, <laughs> the Raven Club ghost, the Gray Lady, also known as uh, her actual name, Helena Ravenclaw. Then we have the oh, it's the actual head Puffle of house. <laughs> what? The head of house for Ravenclaw is Phileas Flitwick. Well, no, I mean like the original head of house. I assume so. Yeah. That's kind I of mean, intense. That's like really intense. Uh, like I'm, uh, I'm smelling uh, love in the air. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. A respectable witch. Sleek dark beauty. Uh, mm, yeah. Ooh. All right. Um, the Hufflepuff house ghost, the Fat Friar, which I'm still not happy oh, about. Dear God. And the Slytherin house ghost, the Bloody Baron. Okay. Easy. <laughs> Remember to go in order. We and are. See how you're gonna do it. 
Was say it Shag Mary Hex Murder? Yes. That's right, contestant number Jaycon. <laughs> we are easily, without question. Huh. <laughs> easily, huh? Easily? <laughs> yeah, this was real easy. I'm trying to remember. Who was the Wow, bro. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm 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 Nearly um... Headless. Helen yep. Ravenclaw. Fat Fire Easily. Bloody easily. Got it. Without question. We're shagging nearly headless. Again? Now, I, and I, I know, I know. Are you going to do was, it differently this time? You already talked about his gag reflex. Like, <laughs> True. I mean, we might as well try that out again. But he's obviously going to gag this time because like, his head is attached. So then we're going to switch oh, it up. Yeah. God, I made them actual people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. So yeah, he, he gags, he pukes a little bit in his mouth, oh and it's like, God, it's okay, dude. I get that all the time, don't worry dude. about it. And then, um, I don't know. I don't really know, like, preferred gay positions. Like, there's a bottom and a top. I mean, I'll probably, like, Make Stop him gag doing the and hand touch, sounds. Touch, Stop doing the oh, hand sorry, sounds. Sorry, 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 sorry. Stop like, touching stuff, Jacob. I'm smacking the table. I'm sorry. Stop I'm it. It sounds so exasperated. Awful. Okay, okay, okay. So let me explain to you. You can do like missionary, or you can whoa, do like doggy. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got it. I understand. I mean, the same <laughs> principles for female anal sex. Uh, are uh, uh, slash sex. I guess that's a thing. That's what I'm calling it now. Similar principles. So, uh, nearly headless. Before he's nearly headless, he's you know get just you know getting some brain in the back. Nearly headless. Yeah, he's nearly nearly headless. (laughs) Getting some brain in the in the bathroom stall. He oh 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 oh. Oh my god! I touched a little dangly thing that's swinging in the back of his throat. The back of his throat. And it just goes downhill, and then I, I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm it sorry." Goes I get that. Downhill. I get that all the time. I'm so sorry. And then you know, I'll be like, "I'll make it up to you. You finish me, however you want to." And then you know, I'll be a bottom for you, nearly headless. You deserve it. After that, you're a champion. <laughs> oh my gosh! And the only reason I I accept those terms is. Nearly headless isn't really packing too much heat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god, all right, cannon. <laughs> and then moving on, Shaq, Mary, we're that's, obviously marrying that's Helena true, Ravenclaw. Because, you know, like, Jacob, holy shit, what you're you're because your butt's still kind of hurting from last night, right? That's that was a different thing, that's like a strap on related incident that has nothing to do with this. I know, but that's why nearly headless has to be. A little bit smaller, right? Exactly. I gotta work on my good lord. Without context, that's just not okay. I know. <laughs> uh. So we're Inside marrying Helena Ravenclaw. Obviously, you give me three males and a female, I'm marrying the female because that's just what happens. But sexual. 
you've, I mean, you keep doing this to me like over and over again. Like it's an obvious pattern at this point. However, well, in this there's case, already so in many this case, characters. in this case, there is a clear winner of all of these four people of who you would marry, and it is Hello, Hel, Helena, 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 Raven. I'm going with Helena. Helena. And the reason being, she's a head of house, respectable lady. She's a fucking founding member of Hogwarts. Like, holy shit, do you know how much fucking casual royalties were rolling in right now? No, 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 Helena Ravenclaw, Helena Ravenclaw is the daughter of a founder. Same, same, do you know how much, like, royalties are getting paid out every time they fucking print a raven on a scarf? We're getting so much fucking money. (laughs) kidding me? Oh, so you're a Ravenclaw? Yeah. Oh, shit. Ravenclaw confirmed. All right. Shag, Mary, Hex. J-Con Ravenclaw. Or Hex and the Fat Friar. Wait, wait, wait. How are you proposing to Helena Ravenclaw? Oh, how am I proposing? Yeah. I'm getting down on one knee at a Quidditch match, baby. Old school. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. When the kiss cam is on you guys. Hell yeah. Now, like, kiss, kiss, kiss. You pull out our ring. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but really, I know a guy, and it's all staged. But, you know. <laughs> you know Ludo Bagman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Um, I'm hexing the fat fryer. No, oh, yes, how? Um, while he's still alive. So, every time he eats uh, a bunt cake, that's his favorite. It's canon. Well known. Okay. He, he can't taste it. He can't feel it getting him full. Oh, but no. he still gets all the calories. Oh, no. So, he can't. No, that's so mean. Oh, yeah. Little known fact, the fat fryer died from overeating. And I accidentally called. So, like, it's technically a murder, but it's only a hex. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, and that's worse. <laughs> I can't believe how how Te- hard you're laughing at that. How hard you're not breathing at that, Jacon. Technically, he died from natural causes, not by hex. <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot out of you to get that out, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Next up, I'm actually murdering the Bloody Baron, because he's a fucking asshole. So I'll probably, like, chase him around and, like, joust him for sport. Okay. So, like, he's not on horseback, because, like, I think that's a thing, like, like those old time, like, in the ghost stories or whatever, like, they would, like, like, ride around and, like, do shit on horseback. So I'm just like, fuck that. I'm riding him down on a horseback with a fucking magical <laughs> joust and just shoving it up as... <clears throat> You're riding him down? I'm riding him down with a giant long stick on a horseback. Oh my god. Masturbation break, but I'm doing And we're back! And we're back. I think I won. Wow. Oh, I haven't even said mine, and I uh, I think you won. But I'm going to say mine anyway, because <laughs> it's my show. 
Well, uh, okay. so Shag Mary Hex murder. Let's see. I think Hold up. I'm gonna. Hold up. I'm gonna go get a refill, and then you. Oh can go. my fucking god! Can you believe this asshole? Can do to my ass. Oh. Yo, 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 let's go, let's go. Oh my god. So, my wine. Just gonna. Oh my god. Did you bring your whole box of wine with you? It's almost empty, Jake so I brought it up. That's all that, oh. like, really came out. So, not even, like, a whole goblet, only, like, a glass. Oh see, it starts to dribble, dribble, dribble. Oh yeah. It's like, eh. So I'm gonna yep, have to like take the whole. I'm gonna have to like take the whole bag out to like. Oh my god, we're gonna have the rest of it. Flaccid bag of wine episode. Yeah. And then um. Why are you describing it like a? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, prudes! It's none of your business. Those are the words I choose. And then Amanda stopped me to order food, and that needed to happen like a hundred percent. Oh, I was so. like, where the fuck did he go? Yeah. So then I went and got myself more wine. Classic. And now I'm ready to tell you who I would shag Mary Hex murder. And then I came and sat down the wine, and then I had to urinate, and then I'm back. So, what are you thinking? Who are you going to shag Mary Hex murder? So you came. Wait, I did? Wait, what? Wait. We just took a masturbation break, Jacon. Well, yeah, that was, that, was, that was the point. Oh, oh, I see, I see, okay. All right, all right. Are you ready you for you to hear? Do we need? Do we need no. to continue? Are you in the middle of something I, right now? I just uh uh I. Oh 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 uh, 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 I. Uh, what? One one moment, please. Masturbation break. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Anyway, so I'm gonna shag Rowena Ravenclaw. <clears throat> I thought you said Helena. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, Who the fuck is I'm Rowena? Rowena's her mom. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta think about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna shag Helena Ravenclaw. You know, I'm gonna slide in there and be like, hey girl. You're gonna slide into them DMs and be like, yo, girl, what up? Come get some. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm gonna charm her with my womanly wiles. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then she's gonna steal her mom's diadem. <laughs> I'm gonna screw her while she's wearing it and call her my queen. And then I'm gonna marry the fat fryer. Hmm? Oh. Yeah. Didn't you say you were unhappy about him being the Hufflepuff ghost? But he's really good at eating. <laughs> he's Masturbation so break! break. break. <laughs> yep. This is... I don't know how we got more chaotic than our last couple episodes, but holy you, fuck! You got me on that one. <laughs> That's uh Yeah. You know what? I would put that ring in <laughs> I don't know if I should put it in food. Oh yeah. I, I would tell That's I would tell him beforehand. <laughs> I would t- <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> I would tell him beforehand. No, he would like, get so pissed off at you though. 
if you like get a, like a massive like cake or something, you'd be like, "Oh, sweetheart, I love you so much. I put a ring to propose to you in the cake." And he's like, "Fuck you! Why the fuck did you put it in the cake? Now I can't fucking shovel all that shit in my mouth. Now I gotta take my time and go slow. Like, fuck you." No, I like to think that the fat Maybe fryer. Should... I know. Wait, you like put it my in, like, head a... cannon. My right. head cannon is that the fat fryer eats like a dainty man. Uh, he eats like one part and he's like num 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 num. And then he eats another part, num 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 num, and then he pats his mouth, and he does it again. So he so like, oh, literally to be known as the fat fryer and to eat daintily, he literally eats nonstop daintily for eighteen hours a day. Yeah, that's that. why nobody sees him. That's why he's only ever at the welcoming feast. He's so busy all the time. Just he's, <laughs> eating. He's just always eating, always eating. Yep, so uh, I'm going to put a, I'm going to be like, honey, I have a surprise in the cake for no, you. No, but that's the thing is he's not going to have time to eat because he's slowly eating his food all day. Yeah, but his food for that day is going to be cake. It'll be his birthday. Oh, I'm just saying, I don't think the daintily eating is a fa- I think he's just shoveling it in and mowing it down. <laughs> all right, well, this, this Shag Mary Hex murder is about me. It's not about you. Okay, okay, sorry. So Good I'm going to hide it in his food. Welcome back to the Aggressive Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jacob. <laughs> and we've murdered two podcast. people today. Yeah, you don't know who I've murdered yet, though. Let's get to That's that. true. Let's find out who Caitlin's murdered today. <laughs> Just kidding, FBI. I didn't murder anybody. Um. <laughs> Shut up, prudes. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like, what the fuck? And then they just change the next to the next channel, all right? So I'm going to... No, murder's a buzzword. They have to listen to the whole episode now. <laughs> oh, they're going to be fucked up after. They, they literally listen. are forced to listen to every single episode that we put well, onto you know the what? internet because we use the word murder. That's... You know what? But this podcast is good for their health. So if anything, we're just doing them a big favor. You know, we still masturbation our- break for the FBI agents out there. <laughs> oh, okay. You you guys done shout out. Back? Are you guys back? Ooh, you suck. Oh, you guys okay. back? All right. So they're back. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't what either. I was going to say. Oh, oh. Um, we're still working on our FDA certificate. You guys got to drop us those reviews, and then we can get our certification. Yeah. So if you guys could uh, review us on Facebook and Apple Podcasts, that would be great. We're really trying Wait, why to do we need get this FDA, out to the people. Why do we need an FDA certification? It's from the bit from last week, Jacon. For God's sake, bro. How drunk were you? <laughs> I, I don't remember. We anyway, so I would put a... Episodes. I would put a ring in the Fat Friars... Um, no, like, hey. now I'm wondering, like, why the fuck do we care about the FDA? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, my God. Drugs! No, I'm just kidding. That's also I don't... the last two episodes. Yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> he remembers the drugs, but not the FDA. Nope. I don't know what that says about you, Jacon. Hold on. Let me just, let me just choke for a minute. All right, I'm back. Uh, What's happening? I don't know, but I'm going to put a ring in the Fat Friars cake. I will let him know beforehand. I'll put it on top of his slice of cake or something like that. Or the whole cake. I don't know how much cake he's going to eat. You know what? That's up to him. 
you can literally cut out literally everything from five seconds ago to before you started saying that to until the first time you said the fat fryer. <laughs> you know you I'm gonna literally, keep. You, you know I'm gonna keep some of that shit. You know I'm gonna keep literally some of that shit. Just cut I'm it all. This shit, this shit right here, I'm keeping, and you know I am because we oh being real God. fucking stupid right now, and it's gonna be really funny to listen to and edit. So. Shout out to editing Caitlin, you poor, poor son of a bitch. For making the decision to keep <laughs> this fucking lame excuse for commentary. Alright, shut up. Fryer. Huh? Fryer, I love you so much. And I just can't think about being anywhere. <laughs> That's the sounds he's making. But whether it be on your fucking vagina or the fucking oh cake you just God. gave him. You can decide. But those yeah. are the sounds he's yeah. definitely making. Um, uh, Jacon, if you're working on that fan fiction, can you please uh, print it out and burn it? <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> I don't know how to uh, write. <laughs> this episode, okay, shut the fuck up because this episode's going to be longer than the last one. The last one. How do you an spell hour that? Half. How do you spell that? A R R G A A H A H A H R G. That was the That was the first syllable. Congratulations. That was a whole millisecond of whatever the fat fryer was doing in your vagina. All right. Okay. So. Oh, Fryer. I'm not going to call him Fat Fryer. That's not very nice. Oh, Fryer. I love you so much. And I can't imagine being anywhere else but with your head between my legs. Will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Get out of here, Prudes. Oh, shit. Prudes, stop stealing my shit. And then. And then. And then, and then, and then, 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 and then, and then, and then, I'm gonna, and then, I'm gonna hex nearly headless Nick. And then, and then, and then, and then, do you know the reference? Please tell me. You don't want to go, you don't want to go straight down that throat? Oh my god, no, I already did that. And shut up, prudes! (laughs) All right. That was uncalled for. When, no, it's it's Prude. Whenever Prude tries to interject fuck off. and be oh, funny. Oh, he just made this room just... like 30 degrees colder. Dude, cut it out. How did they make it colder? You're a ghost. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yikes. Awkward. Oh, and okay. bye bye boners. No more masturbation breaks today. <laughs> oh, there go all my masturbation breaks. I don't know why they go away like that. That's that sounds just not okay. I think you need to like go see a gynecologist. <laughs> Can't pandemic. All right, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hex nearly headless Nick. I'm gonna make it so that the ruff that he wears is just a little too tight at all times. That's so are you, are you making the rough tighter or his neck fatter? <laughs> oh, I think I'll make his neck fatter. And then he's going to be like, do you guys think I have a fat neck? Does my <laughs> neck look fat to you guys? 
And that's why he's nearly headless is because his neck was too fat. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. And that's why they couldn't get it on on the swings. But also the axe was dull. You, you know. It was really the fat neck though. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas will try try and say the other way around, but it, it was really He was just neck. working out too much. Like you don't need yeah. to do that many oh. shrugs. Oh, it's not God, necessary. His, his neck was thick with two C's. Dummy thick. And I'm gonna murder the bloody baron. Well. I'm gonna straight up mob style execution. I'm gonna tie him to a cement block or two and throw him into the black lake. Uh Subtle. We're doing it the muggle way. You know, the regular way. (laughs) Very subtle. He just has like a bubble charm, like constantly cast on himself. Like he's just still floating down there. Yeah. Well, the bubble charm wears off eventually. Well, he recast it. Yeah, but what if he doesn't have his wand on him? So he's going to starve eventually. Exactly. He literally starves to death at the bottom of the lake. He's not going to die of dehydration. Oh my god, fine. I'm going to expelliarmus his wand away, and then I'm going to dump him in the lake. Jesus uh, Christ. So you actually Anyway, thank him. you guys cool. so much for playing Shag and Harry Hex Murder. <laughs> it looks like a... I won. Oh, Jaycon won this time. Oh, jeez. Woohoo! what did you win? Let me, uh... Open the envelope. Looks like you won a whole fifty thousand night stay in the Hogwarts kitchens in the house elves' bed. Yes, bed. It's one bed. It's just really long. Are they naked? All the time. (laughs) Am I alone? No, there's a bunch of house elves. Sick. House elf for a pillow. Awesome. Got another one under your arm. Uh, Winky's passed out on the floor. Of I'm course. gonna get a house elf orgy for Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyway, thanks for playing Shag Mary Hex Murder. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, what's your random question? A random question? If you were having sex with your favorite character, what position would it be in? <laughs> Is this the first time, or like we've done this a couple times? Uh, your choice. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with missionary. We can keep it. We we can keep it missionary. You know. You're we'll boring. <laughs> Boo. Oh, oh, what's yours? What's yours? Uh, Hermione, and we are Duh. just uh, we are uh, we're floating in midair, <laughs> and reverse cow. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So there's magic involved. You did not set the parameters, dude. You just said which position. You didn't say where, how, why. No, that's fine. You're just fucking banging missionary on the fucking bed Uh, like a fucking weirdo. Oh my god. Meanwhile, me and Hermione are floating through space and time. (laughs) Okay. Have you watched Carnival Row? Yes. Yeah. All I all I'm seeing yeah. is Orlando Bloom having sex with a what Carrie Delvigny. Those are they're like she's like some, flying and they're having sex. Like those are I some could do good, that. That those are some good sex scenes. Yeah, they really were. Like I would that that right there. I I want that, <laughs> but I want to have wings. You know, 
See, that's where my drug comes in. Boom, wings. Let's get to it. Come on. Missionary in the air. <laughs> Still missionary. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, shit. I just punched my mic. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. I didn't mean it. I feel like that's, I mean, in there, it's still cowgirl. Like, it's not missionary. Sorry. Depends on how I'm flying. (laughs) Well, how the fuck are you going to take off if you're on bottom? It's not how (laughs) wings work, Caitlin. (laughs) Are you going to read me the smut today? Because it's been 46 fucking minutes. (laughs) And you haven't even started reading yet, asshole. That's your fault. No, that's it's macaroni in a pot. That's a wet-ass <laughs> Anyway, I mean, those three masturbation breaks were just... I mean, they I don't think that, should, that shouldn't count towards the actual fan fiction, though, I gotta say. Do you want to um, <laughs> fill us in on where we're, what the fuck happened last week? Because I obviously don't remember. Oh, my God. So... There, there was no sex. There was nothing like that. It was, it was very sad and unfortunate. Oh, that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, there was a lot of Harry talking about stuff that I didn't care about. <laughs> great, um, great. Hermione is ignoring Harry. Harry thinks that. Yep. And, and she's spending a lot of time with Nathaniel Kinlan. So Harry thinks oh, that Oh, yeah, because either... like, at the beginning of the episode, he had just walked up on Hermione and Nathaniel and then like Hermione blew him off and he was just like all butthurt about it. And now like yeah. everybody's ignoring him and he's just like, Oh, I can't, I don't know what's happening. And then it's like, well, obviously Hermione is just like trying to get closer to Nathaniel to prove that he's the one that actually tried to curse Harry. But Harry like thinks that and is just like, Oh yeah, hopefully. And then he's just like, Oh no, but if it's not, and then, Oh, oh my brain hurts when I'm Harry Potter, you, and then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to Jenny about it. And they're going to go on patrols tonight and whatever. And then Jenny's blowing him off too. And he's just like, oh my God, I butt hurt and my dick's soft. Wah. <laughs> and then that's where we're at now. And he was talking about this other guy. And we we're like, who is this? Yeah, that smut peasant. <clears throat> Hopefully, or I guess just read me the fan fiction, dude. Throughout the night, as Harry patrolled the halls, Jacon fucked up his cursor and accidentally scrolled down. <laughs> Harry had found it impossible to get Jenny alone. Every time he had spotted her and began to approach her, she would end up spotting someone and rush off to catch them. He couldn't remember a time when Jenny had been so passionate about her patrol duties. He found it very off, especially after what he had witnessed earlier in the evening, but he didn't push it. After his fifth attempt, and her fifth evasion, he merely let her be, feeling bad that he was making her constantly run around the hall so as to avoid speaking to him, though he figured she didn't mind as much because she was getting a good workout. Now that she was the Gryffindor Quidditch captain, it was important for her to keep herself fit. But now, Harry was absolutely certain there was something going on with Hermione. Something Jenny was apparently privy to, but not him. He just needed to figure out what it was. HXH, HXH, HXH. Harry was beginning thinking and not enough doing. (laughs) Harry was beginning to feel like a complete outcast. It had been two excruciatingly long weeks in which he he found it absolutely impossible to have a conversation with his friends. Besides the very occasional outpost Harry got from Ron, this was Ron after all. 
Harry had not had any form of communication with his supposed friends, at least all of the ones currently residing in the same infrastructure as him. He usually didn't correspond with any of his other friends unless it was via Ron or during some form of get-together. Even Luna would respond to him in a more than unusual way, and her eyes would constantly shift back and forth, unable to look directly at Harry. Harry had even approached the headmistress about his suspicions, but she had told him she would look into it and had not followed up. He tried to ask her once more, but she too had become inaccessible, which just further confirmed his suspicions that the problem was a lot bigger than what everyone was trying to play it off as. And though he found it impossible to get into contact with the headmistress, she would constantly send him messages in what Harry could only assume was an attempt to try to distract him by keep, keeping him as busy as humanly possible. The ploy had definitely worked. He had been buried so deep in work that even though he had planned on doing some investigation on his own, so deep. he had not been able to find <laughs> any free time to do so. He was pretty sure the busy work was also oh, supposed to keep him occupied enough that he wouldn't so notice deep. the fact that his friends were all avoiding him. <laughs> but that was something hard to miss, especially when you were in love with one of them. And buried so deep inside. I guess like they didn't learn from book, what was it, four? Yeah, I guess. You know. Like, you know, yeah, just, wait till... just ignore Harry and his needs. That always goes well. Yeah, that totally didn't result in at least Let's, one death. That didn't result in Voldemort's true return. Like, let's just ignore Harry. Let's just do it again! Because <laughs> all that was super fun. As he was it's... making his way towards the headmistress's office, he had decided he would try to catch her off guard before he had to leave for Teddy's birthday party. It was April 5th, and Teddy was officially in a year old. Harry was headed to his godson's first birthday, and Harry found it a true blessing amidst all this shite he had been through, not only in the most recent months, but the past few years back as well. Um, I, I'm sorry, I have to ask, who the fuck is Teddy? <laughs> of fucking course. Teddy is Teddy Lupin, Remus Lupin, and Nymphadora Tonks' son, Teddy Lupin, the baby they had and left to fight the Dark Lord, and then both tragically died to save because he was marked for death. You mean so that, now, Teddy Lupin? I... You mean that, Teddy Lupin? So Harry, it's it's Harry's son, then. Well, his godson, yeah. Well, if the fucking parents die, that's, Harry has a fucking son. Yeah. Why doesn't that come up in the fucking goddamn prologue, epilogue? <laughs> it's just one sentence. By the way, Harry has a son. <laughs> Yeah, like where's where's Teddy? Are Harry's real We're kids getting, too like, good? Is the so fucking godson locked in the fucking broom closet? That'd be really awkward. Like me and Blaze go in there all the time. To do you think? Well, no. I mean, like the broom covered under the stairs. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We totally yeah, don't do like, anything in that. Room. Fuck you, godson! Like, what the hell? You're not going to Hogwarts. You're a fucking okay. I'm done. He's only a year old, dude. Well, I'm saying in the future, in the epilogue, like, he has a fucking son. It's not even fucking mentioned. Like, what the hell? It was April 5th, he, and he Teddy was... He is mentioned in the epilogue. He's snogging oh, he one of Bill and Fleur's daughters. Yeah. Victoire Weasley. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, maybe I'm just dumb then. Read the text, Jake Hun. It was a small affair with only himself, Kingsley Shacklebolt, and a few R's, and a few ministry officials, friends of Ted Sr., attending the soiree. Though he knew he should have 
invited Hermione or even Ron, he had decided against it, seeing as how Hermione refused to speak with him, and Ron was never known for his perceptivity on not talking about things Harry did not want to talk about. Not mentioning the birthday to either of his friends, he had made it a point to keep the whole thing discreet, which meant that the whole school somehow already knew where he was going. It upset Harry immensely that Hermione had not cared enough to approach him about it herself, but he decided not to dwell on the issue further. After everything he had been through the past couple months, he was looking forward to some time alone with someone who he was hoping wouldn't ignore his endeavors. Oh, yeah, wouldn't ignore his endeavors to become closer, though Ron was not actually guilty of doing so. Harry finally arrived at the gargoyles, and after giving the appropriate password, was admitted onto the stairwell that would lead him towards the office. As the stairwell slowly spun him upwards, he went over the tentative plan of forcing Minerva to divulge any information he had on why Hermione was acting so suspicious. Ooh. It was a pretty crap plan. All he was planning to do was start asking her questions <laughs> and hope that she would be so surprised by his forwardness she would let something slip. <laughs> but he had found plan. it rather difficult in coming up with a good plan when no one was there to help him. Because if he was being completely honest, he usually wasn't the one with the plans. That was more up Ron or Hermione's alley. Mm -hmm. He knocked on the door to the headmistress' office, and once he heard her response to come in, he opened the door and walked in. As soon as he walked in, it was a rushed flurry of activity as he was forcibly pushed towards the fireplace. Headmistress McGonagall was talking a mile a minute about Harry had no time and how the flu would be closed off soon. Harry hadn't even realized Minerva McGonagall could speak so fast. Once he was situated inside the fireplace, the headmistress placed a pinch of flu powder in Harry's hand and told him to make sure to enunciate. She looked at him expectantly, but Harry, who had plans to ask Professor McGonagall some questions, hesitated. He opened his mouth to ask her a question, but she cut him off and told him once more he had no time. Admitting his defeat, Harry threw the flu powder into the fire and named his location. Harry felt the familiar tug of the flu network as he zoomed through the system. Once he safely arrived at the Tonks residence, he dusted off any residual ash or powder on his robe before walking out of the fireplace. Harry cursed his lack of forethought. He should have known that her headmistress was probably in on whatever Hermione was doing, or in the very least, he should have known that Professor McGonagall would do whatever necessary to avoid speaking to him. After two weeks of continuous evasion, you'd think he would have learned that she was not willing to speak to him about Hermione or what Hermione was up to. HXH. 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 What the fuck is going on? Everybody's ignoring Harry because nobody fucking learned their lesson. The first fucking time. Four years ago. Dumbledore learned that lesson, but he's dead. <laughs> I mean, everybody fucking heard the story at this point. Like, what the hell? Jeez. Give <sighs> me the smut. This is a break. I'm sorry. I can't just read continuously. It's okay. Prudes is coughing anyway. Exactly. Prudes is hacking up along in the background. Thank you, Editing Caitlin, for removing this from our beautiful podcast. Boo! You suck! There you go. See? We just needed a hard little reset right here. You know, I just keep reading. Brah. I wish this was smut, though. Yes. Yeah, I'm, like, annoyed. HXH. 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 Well. That's why there's so much, there's going to be so much smut in the Christmas special. Harry forced himself to put all thoughts of Hermione and Hogwarts away when he heard a small gurgle of laughter from his two o'clock direction. A Harry small focused... gurgle of laughter? Uh, yep, that's okay. what it says. Oh, 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 baby, baby. Okay, okay. There okay. you go. Harry focused his thoughts on his surroundings and saw little Teddy inside a baby pen, looking highly entertained at the magic going on around him. 
Harry took some steps forward and just in time too because the fire flamed up once more as Kingsley Shacklebolt walked out of the fireplace. Teddy clasped his hands together and began to laugh once more. Harry couldn't help but smile at Teddy. After briefly greeting the Minister of Magic, Harry approached the pen and bent down to the to pick up Teddy. Harry looked into Teddy's eyes and saw it swirl just be- a second before the pigment turned an emerald green to match his own eyes. Harry Wait, gave can a small. Can you say that again? You cut out. No, that was just me choking on my spit while I'm reading. Oh. After briefly greeting the Minister of Magic, Harry approached the pen and bent down to pick up Teddy. Harry looked into Teddy's eyes and saw it swirl just a second before the pigment turned an emerald green to match his own eyes. Harry gave a small peck on Teddy's cheek as he adjusted the small boy in his arms. The fireplace lit up in flames a few more times, each time admitting another aurora or ministry official into the Tonks residence. Each and every time, Teddy's face would light up as well as his hair color would change into a different vibrant color. It seemed as though Teddy's metamorphing was linked to his excitement or something because he was having trouble controlling it, though no one would really expect a one-year-old to actually be able to control magic, hence the relocation of the Tonks into a purely wizarding neighborhood to better accommodate for any accidental magic. Harry held the child in his arms the whole night, trying to give Andromeda a break. Before he had taken the defense against the Dark Arts position, Harry had made it a point to visit at least once a week. But not only to visit Teddy, but also to give Andromeda time to herself. Now that he was living full-time at Hogwarts, he had found it impossible to visit as often, which had been one of the reasons he had not wanted to take the position in the first place. Andromeda had made a couple visits to Hogsmeade, but Harry had to admit he had missed Teddy dearly, and felt bad that he was no longer able to help out as much as he had liked. Harry didn't quite... Alright, I'm just going to say once a week is not helping when it comes to taking care of a baby. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it might be yeah. helping in Harry's mind, but nah. Harry didn't quite participate in the conversations during the course of the evening, but he had gotten to know Tonks, Nymphadora that is, just a little bit better. This particular... Wait, is Tonks alive? Like, what? No, she's dead. Well, yeah, I know, but... Gotten to know Tonks a little bit better. Okay, he, he's getting to know a dead person better. Cool. This particular evening had not been solely to celebrate the birthday boy turning a year older, but also to commemorate the achievements of the birthday boy's parents. The night wore on very leisurely, all of Harry's time being taken up by tending to Teddy's needs. Harry fed him, bathed him, and put him to sleep. Once Harry had made sure the child was soundly asleep, he bid his goodbyes to the party. Everyone slightly drunk from toasting to Tonks, Remus, and Teddy Sr. a bit too many times, and headed out the door. HXH, HXH, HXH. As was agreed upon, Harry apparated back into Hogsmeade. He landed in front of the Three Broomsticks, the only shop in Hogsmeade with any traffic at this time of night, and therefore the safest place for Harry to apparate. As soon as he landed, he sent his Patronus ahead of him, to let the headmistress know that he had safely returned to town, and should be arriving back at the school soon. Given the late hour, though it was only ten at night, Harry really only had one choice in passage. He began to make his way towards the Shrieking Shack. On his walk towards the shack, he belatedly realized that there was a full moon out. He stopped walking in order to gaze at the moon. Though it wasn't exactly the same month he had met Sirius for the first time, the weather in the night was not unlike the one he had experienced that night. His thoughts lingered on Sirius, on Remus, and then finally on Teddy. Harry was glad that Lickanthropy not, was not an inherited trait. He couldn't imagine such a young baby being inflicted with something so debilitating. With something not even a grown man could control, how could an infant be expected to do so? Harry kept staring at the moon, 
His thoughts kept filling up all of his friends and family that he had lost over the years, some of whom he never got to properly meet or have time to get to know. In just over a month, it would be a year, a full year in which Harry had not felt his scar prickle or hurt, a full year since the loss of his loved ones had fallen. Though most wizards and witches like to mark that day as a celebratory day of triumph over evil, to Harry, it was the day that he had somehow managed to eliminate Voldemort from the world, the day that Teddy Lupin had lost his parents, the Weasleys lost a son or brother, the day that Harry had lost his life and then gained a new one. Harry had never really thought he had lived a life which was riddled with regret. On the contrary, he had always been confident that his actions, though rash at times, were decided and acted upon the best of his abilities. But that didn't mean he had no regrets. He had about two major regrets that he ended up ruminating over and over in his head from time to time. One was the fact that he had been too rash during his fifth year when he had led so many people to an unknown danger at the Ministry of Magic. That night had gone wrong to worse instantaneously. Harry had not only lost his godfather, but he had almost lost someone who meant so much more to him, though he hadn't quite acknowledged it at the time. But that night, that rash decision had helped him in some ways as well. Voldemort had been exposed as having returned, and finally people could take steps towards fighting against the evil, self-proclaimed lord. Also, Harry had finally realized and then placed a name to the growing feelings he had been harboring for his best friend. Hermione, that is, not Ron. That just made him <laughs> shudder. Ugh. That is that is the text. I The words that were just came out of my mouth was the text, exactly. <laughs> no! I like looked down for one second. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh come on, Ron's pretty good looking. He's tall. Apparently, Harry's not into it. He's got all those freckles. I mean, apparently he is into it. Which right led there. him to his second biggest regret: <laughs> pushing down and trying to pretend that his feelings for Hermione were non-existent, that his feelings were and would remain as platonic as his feelings for Ron. He had just found out and had finally acknowledged the feelings. He was just going to talk to Hermione about it, approach her maybe, and let her know that he couldn't imagine a future without her. But then Dumbledore had messed it up by telling him the rest of the damn prophecy. And then everything, his future, his life with Hermione, had been trampled upon. Crushed. Even before he could begin something. All of a sudden, he couldn't. No, he didn't want to imagine a future in which Hermione would be riddled with guilt or sadness due to losing a lover. Though he had not known if she returned to his feelings, he had hoped that she too would somehow know that they were soulmates, that he and she completed each other. But in the end, he made a selfish decision, not even giving Hermione an opportunity. He had squashed their future together down into the pits of hell. After the he pits had of come, hell! After he had come back from the beyond, after he had found out that his life would no oh longer God. be in any more danger than the next Joe Schmo, that was when he had seen <laughs> Ben reborn. That was the moment he had come to regret Joe the Schmo fact. Joe Schmo and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> that was the moment he had come to Joe regret Schmo the fact. Joe Schmo and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> that was the moment. Joe he... Schmo and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That was the moment he had come to regret. Hey, the next book is Jacon and the Goblet of Moscato. Joe Schmo and the Order of the Penis. Oh, wow. 
that was the moment he had come to regret the fact that he had all but thrust his best friend at the love of his wife, as well as distract himself from lashing out at Ron too much with the help of Ginevra Weasley. In the end, everything had turned out well, but Harry still had the nightmares, the unhappy dreams in which he was living a miserable life as the love of his life lives a more than happy life with his best friend. Made worse only because he would never do anything to jeopardize either party in their ha happily ever after. Thoughts of Hermione began to formulate more clearly in his mind. It never surprised Harry how often and how natural it was to think about Hermione. Everything Hermione did affected him in some way. Her every emotion mattered to him more than his own. Her every move indirectly decided every aspect of his own life. His heart clenched at the thought of Hermione. He was determined. <laughs> Tomorrow, he thought. Tomorrow, I will not take no for an answer. He began to move towards the shack once more. His hands were clenched in tight fists, somehow signifying to himself that he was going to find out the answers tomorrow. He would not let McGonagall or anybody stop him from finding out what was going on. Suddenly, Harry caught sight of a dark shadow passing on his right periphery. His head immediately turned to the right, and his hand went to grab his dick. To masturbate. <laughs> his head immediately turned to the right, and as his hand went to grab at his wand, he heard the loud thunk before he registered the pain at the back of his head. Constant vigilance! Was the last thought he had before his eyes closed and he lost consciousness. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on? There's a lot of what? HXH, HXH, HXH. At least he's being constantly jizzling, you know? Oh my god. You really, is this, this is giving you heartburn, huh? This lack of smut. This is a lot. It's really not, dude. It's really not. What? I said it's really not a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like boring. Like, nothing's happening. Yeah. There's just Harry lamenting. Like, literally, there was a, like, a tiny little paragraph that was like, this much about how Harry was visiting his godson, and then the rest of it was just Harry's thoughts can't deal with life. Mwah. So hopefully something happens here. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, me too. All right, get to reading. This is gonna be so much editing. Oh my god, just finish. It, it always is. I don't feel bad for you. <sighs> Harry's eyes opened slowly to a blurry surrounding. He knew immediately that his glasses had been removed from his face. As his eyes opened fully, the bright lights inside the room sharpened, the once dull pain behind his eyes. He closed his eyes and opened them slowly once more, making sure that he was used to the light before fully opening them. It felt like a swordsmith had somehow managed to wedge his way into Harry's brain. The constant thumping in his head was not unlike how swordsmiths usually banged on metal to create the perfect sword. His blurry vision made it nearly impossible for Harry to figure out where he was. The setting was familiar enough that Harry knew that he had been there before, at least more than once, but unfamiliar enough that he knew it was not a place he had frequented. The walls were shabby, and he somehow managed to figure out that it was not a windowless room, but rather that the windows were boarded up. The room looked very worn, and Harry couldn't help but deduce that he was probably inside the Shrieking Shrack. He tried to remember how he had managed to get inside. However, judging by the dull pain he felt coming from the back of his head and the inability to remember anything, he figured he had been knocked out and dragged into the shack. It was alarming to Harry that his attacker had chosen this particular spot. Was it possible that his attacker knew about everything he had experienced in this run-down shack? 
Also, as far as he knew, no one knew about the entrance he and his friends had haphazardly made so as to be able to enter the shack from Hogsmeade, or the fact that there was a secret passage to the school. His attacker, whoever he or she was, was a lot more familiar with Harry than Harry was comfortable with. He realized quite belatedly that the room was actually lit up. Harry couldn't ever remember a time in which he had visited the room and it was brightly lit up in such a way, even in daytime, due to all the boarded up windows. Little to no sunlight filtered into this room. He wondered if the light was visible from outside, but he figured whoever his attacker was was probably not so stupid to actually light up an abandoned shack without putting up some sort of charm on it to disguise that it was being used. Harry looked around the room, trying to fight the blurry vision enough to see if his attacker was inside the room with him. No matter how hard he looked, he could not decipher one blurry blob from the neck. For all he knew, that slightly dark blob over on the other side of the room could be his attacker and not a chair, and he had, as he had first thought. But he had no foreseeable way of finding out. At, and most importantly, he thought, though Harry was quite embarrassed, it had taken him so long to finally realize it, though given that he had just suffered a blow to the head, he was actually pretty sure he was making wonderful progress in re recovering his consciousness. He was tied up. He wasn't sure if it was necessarily <laughs> magical due to the way in which he was bound, kind More of sloppily, necessary. but More it necessary. was still very tight. But judging, but judging by how little he was able to move, it seemed his... the rope had been magically enhanced to keep him in place. And given that his attacker had seemed necessary to bind him and then blind him, Harry thought it was safe to assume that he was without his wand, though he really had no way to check whether he still had it or not, what with his hands being bound to his body and all. Good lord, that whole paragraph was just <laughs> unnecessary. Just get, just read the text, Jacob. Just read the text. Harry heard a quiet shuffling of cloth from his right. He instinctively turned his head toward the sound, even though he knew he was probably would not be able to decipher what was happening or who was there. He immediately knew that the direction he was looking at was where the passage towards the school began. He could make out a dark clothes, someone or something moving in front of the passage. Harry squinted his eyes to try to discern who or what it was. The dark blurry figure was beginning bigger, and Harry knew that whoever it was was coming towards him. Harry's headache from the blow only seemed to amplify every time he strained to correct his uncorrectable vision. Harry, came <laughs> Harry gave up trying to see who it was. Instead, he closed his eyes in order to rest his eyes from the strain and hopefully, at least momentarily, abate his raging headache. Harry heard a giggle, an all-too-familiar giggle, once... One he had rarely, if ever, heard until a couple of weeks ago. A giggle that made his skin crawl every time he heard it. Harry's eyes shot open at the sound. He wanted to confirm who was creating the sound, but somehow he knew he would regret finding out. Harry was finally able to make out two figures standing in front of him. Harry's eyes were bad, but it was unmistakable who the two figures were. One stood at just above average height, a slim figure with dark brown hair combed neatly in the damp, preppy way Nathaniel Kinlan kept it. The second figure, Harry knew he could never mistake for someone else. The second figure was shorter than the first, slimmer than the first, but her hair was infinitely messier than the first figure. A great mane of light brown curls framed the face of Hermione Granger. Harry merely stared at the two figures standing before him. Nathaniel Kinlan stood tall, looking down at Harry as if Harry were a mere bug. But what was the most shocking was not the fact that Nathaniel and Hermione were standing before him, 
but rather Hermione could not seem to stop giggling as she clung onto Nathaniel's left arm. <laughs> Harry could just imagine her batting her eyes as if she were sending a Morse code to Nathaniel with every blink. Nathaniel smirked down at Harry and in the most venomous voice began to speak. Hello, Professor Potter, Nathaniel said. Harry tried to speak but found that he could not make a sound. Harry had to hand it to Nathaniel. He was the most prepared foe Harry had ever encountered. Harry realized that this was the first time he had ever been completely at someone's mercy with no foreseeable way of escape. He wanted to put some hope in his friend, Hermione, but the way she kept giggling and swaying as, he hung on, as she hung on to Nathaniel only seemed to put Harry into a darker despair. Don't look so put out already, Potter. It's all in the beginning, Nathaniel continued in his venomous tone. I've seen the way you've been acting as if you're some great big shite or something. And I, for one, refuse to sit by as you take advantage of Hermione. Don't think for a second that just because you have the rest of the world full, you could fool me me into so easily believing Hermione would ever love you. When just two months ago, Hermione was... Harry Potter the big shite. (laughs) When just two months ago, Hermione was showing her interest in none other than me, Hermione Gould again. Tell him. Oh, actually, let me tell him. Please, pretty please. Hermione said in a voice that vaguely reminded Harry of a more whiny pansy Parkinson, which was saying something. Harry blanched at the disgusting display Hermione was putting on. Harry was actually quite thankful that his glasses had been removed. Harry didn't think he could bear actually seeing Hermione act in such a way. Harry would just choke on his own vomit. It seemed like Nathaniel had relented to Hermione's pleas because she began to speak. You see, Harry, she started, as if it was any other conversation in which she was explaining a particularly hard charm or something. Nathaniel has helped me to finally fight back against you and your overbearing ways, Hermione said in a matter-of-fact way. He helped me realize that you had probably put me under spell or a potion to take control of me. At first, I obviously didn't believe him, but one day, it was like an epiphany. I realized that I was, in fact, in love with Nathaniel, and everything he told me was true. He helped me fight whatever potion you put me under by giving me the antidote. Hermione finished with a dreamy sigh and giggle as her head torns to Nathaniel. Hermione's attention was once again turned back to Harry as she spoke. You, sir, will deserve what Nathaniel deems fit as your punishment. I was so furious at you that when Nathaniel suggested this plan, I gave him the idea we could use this shack for privacy. Harry recognized her tone. It had once been solely reserved for people she disliked, namely Malfoy and his gang. (laughs) You have no control over Hermione, you know, Nathaniel shouted out at Harry. I took a chapter out of your book and I made sure she responded only to me, her new master, Nathaniel said smugly. What the fuck? Control? Master? Was this kid real? Harry was astonished beyond belief. This kid had actually (laughs) deluded himself into thinking Harry had drugged Hermione into submission and had in turn actually drugged her, that she would fall in love with him and become obedient to him. The antidote Slughorn lent me enabled to overtake whatever it was you were feeding her and tweaking her a bit so as to better suit my taste, he said. Harry dully interpreted the sentence to mean, the potion this I is stole- so fucked up. The potion I stole from Slughorn is so ridiculously strong that I was able to essentially make her my slave. Harry then saw a blurry hand reach up and caress Hermione's cheek, to which he heard another dreamy sigh and giggle. He also realized that Nathaniel seemed to have given Hermione a strong dose of whatever it was, 
given this that he thought that Harry had been poisoning Hermione to begin with. Harry was actually amazed. His somewhat ludicrous idea of Nathaniel slipping Hermione a love potion, one most likely acquired from Slughorn, was right on the nose. He could hardly believe that he had been so right. Once again, and no one had believed him or listened to him again. Harry's attention was brought back to the present when he heard another giggle from Hermione <laughs> and felt nausea overwhelm him at the thought that Hermione was not acting of her own accord. In Boy, truth, thanks. Harry didn't understand Kinlan. What was the point of possessing Hermione when she was a completely different person? Hermione wasn't Hermione if she wasn't a bit naggy, a bit oh neurotic, God. sometimes yeah. a bit too caring. It was what? quite obvious that Kinlan didn't truly love her. Just like the idea of her and what being next to him entailed or something. Now, if only Harry could do something about his revelation, he would be just peachy. Hermione, dear, grab Potter's glasses from the table and put it on his face, Nathaniel ordered Hermione. I want him to see something before we finish him off, he said gleefully. Oh, no. Are they going to bone? No, please don't. Harry oh, saw no, Hermione's no. hasty response to Nathaniel's command as, as she moved oh. about the room and began to approach him. Harry finally was able to make out Hermione's face as she bent low to put his glasses on. Harry tried to convey all of his love for her, trying to communicate to Hermione with his whole body. He got a boner. <laughs> oh, Helplessly, awkward. asking Hermione to overcome the potion and come back from whatever hell Nathan Nathaniel had placed on her. However, to Harry's utter dismay, her expression did not falter in the slightest, and instead displayed her disapproval in having to be so close to Harry. Once Harry's glasses were on, he felt an immediate relief. Though his head was still thumping due to the bump on his head, the pain was not as acute that his eyes were no longer straining to correct his horrendous eyesight. Harry watched as Hermione walked away, back towards Nathaniel. Nathaniel had the nastiest expression on his face as he sneered at Harry. Harry watched as Nathaniel's attention was drawn to Hermione as his, and his face remained nasty, but his eyes showcased an unquestionable leer as he licked his lips in an obscene way. If Harry had at any point hoped that Hermione had been merely acting as if she were in love with the git, after seeing the abhorrent display of Nathaniel's expression and then Hermione's inexpression of clear disgust, Harry was without a doubt certain that all hope was lost. Harry could surmise that it was exactly that Nathaniel had... Oh, what the I need, fuck I need is a break. going on? I need a break. Holy shit. Oh my god. What the fuck is going on? He's <laughs> banging his head on the desk. Uh, <laughs> Harry could surmise what it was exactly that Nathaniel thought Harry should see. Harry's guess was only proving to be correct when he saw Nathaniel wrap his arms around Hermione in a possessive way and once again oh. caress Hermione's cheek. Their sides, their sides were to Harry as they faced each other and gazed upon their partner's face. For the first time that night, Harry deplored his glasses and the clear vision it provided him. Harry was sure his heart could not take the scene that was about to unravel before him. Fight as he might, Harry could not move, scream, or otherwise prevent Nathaniel from touching Hermione. Harry could feel pain in his chest at the thought that Hermione was unable to fight the get and the potion, angry that he had not acted sooner despite what was now proven to be a correct assessment of Hermione being in distress. He wanted, no, he needed to help Hermione, but he didn't know how. In a last act of defiance against Nathaniel Kinlan, Harry closed his eyes tight and turned his head away towards his left, making sure he would be unable to see what Nathaniel wanted him to see. However, 
Harry felt an unmistakably magical tug on his head as it was righted to face forward, and his eyes were involuntarily opened. Harry tried to look anywhere but oh at God. the two people in front of him. However, it was to no avail. Harry saw Nathaniel's wand pointed at him, and Nathaniel somehow made Harry's eyes focus on himself and Hermione. Harry's eyes began to water, not only because of his inability to blink, courtesy of the weird charm Nathaniel put on him, but also because the pain he was feeling in his chest, his heart, was becoming too much for him to bear. He didn't care whether he died, or whatever it was Nathaniel was planning on doing to him. He just regretted making Hermione another target of a deranged lunatic once more. He cried as he watched the love of his life take her left hand and gently rub at Nathaniel's upper right arm. Everything made worse with the knowledge that her every move was made under the influence of a potion. Her hands moved lovingly over his upper body, traveling to his chest and then back to his arms, and his, their faces got closer to each other. <coughs> Harry, Harry, left with no other option, watched as their faces got closer and closer together. Harry's periphery caught Hermione's hands travel the length of Nathaniel's arm, most likely to hold his hand or something. Once their lips had touched, and Nathaniel was all but shoving his tongue down Hermione's throat, Harry wished once more that he could turn away. Stupefy, a voice yelled out. Harry watched in disbelief as Nathaniel Kinlan's body was projected a few meters back. Time slowed during the three seconds in which everything had occurred. Harry, who watched as Nathaniel and Hermione shared a kiss, watched as Hermione's hand connected with Nathaniel's, not to hold it as Harry had initially thought, but to steal Nathaniel's wand from his hand. Just as Nathaniel grew conscious of Hermione's actions, it was already too late. Hermione had shouted out the stunning curse, all while pointing the wand at Nathaniel. After Nathaniel, oh shit! What a badass witch! After Nathaniel, she's a badass witch. She's a badass witch. She's a badass witch. After Nathaniel was blown back, he crumpled to the floor. Hermione walked over to the body of Nathaniel Kinlan and nudged him with her foot. Once Hermione deemed him too unconscious to cause more trouble, she quickly moved over to where Harry had been tied up. In a frenzied panic, Hermione began tying, trying to untie him as she spoke a mile a minute. Oh, I'm so sorry, Harry. I, if I had known he was going to make his move tonight, but I didn't realize he would something stupid like this, and you'll have to forgive me for putting you through what I did for the past few weeks. I had to make sure he, he didn't suspect that his potion wasn't working. I mean, after all of our investigative work, I just deduced that he was angry with you, though for what, I wasn't sure. And with every passing day, he kept getting more and more jittery, so I knew and was definitely sure he was the one who had let the spell loose during the first dueling club meeting, but we had also just figured out that he had had help. We were finally able to apprehend Abra's case when he had been roaming the halls after curfew, which led to a body search, which then we were able to find the stolen bottle of Adorentia in his robes, which was which we were able to then trace to what Nathaniel had been slipping into my drinks for the past month. You wouldn't believe how hard it was to act like a complete dolt, one completely in love with a get, mind you, but I had to keep close, needed him to trust that I was completely in love with him, and I needed to think that he had bested you. That's why I had to keep you in the dark. I needed you to react the way that you did so that Nathaniel would believe his plan to work. We knew he was oh going God. to try something on your way back, but he, I Is this all in one to... breath? 
I but feel I had like to. Hermione would do this all in one breath. She's fucking blue right now. She is blue. But I had to make sure he didn't decide to do something too rash, so I had to pretend that I was furious at you and I wanted revenge, so I had to tell him about this place in order for him to trust that I was completely under his influence and therefore Stop ensure yelling that, into the mic. that I would be present when he decided to attack you. <gasps> Why wouldn't you this not loosen? Hermione growled out loudly in frustration. She brandished Nathaniel's wand, articulating a spell to cut the ropes loose. But it seemed Harry was fated to remain bound by the rope due to some sort of protective charming on the ropes. From what Hermione had muttered under her breath after exclaiming a few choice words in the four-letter category, upon Fuck! discovering that her Shit spell did tits. not work. Harry just sat there, staring at Hermione and trying to make sense of everything she had just said. His brain was processing too much information at once. He started with the simplest one. He had become aware that he had full use of his head. It seemed whatever charm Nathaniel had put him under was void if the wand was no longer pointed at him. Oh. Then his mind moved on to the if next the set of information. the wand was no longer pointed at it. It was Hermione. His Hermione. He registered that somewhere in his heart he was quite angry at her for her deception, but he didn't care because she was here. Harry's thoughts were abruptly interrupted at the sound of a soft groan coming from Nathaniel's direction. Hermione, who kept muttering nonsense to herself, quite frustrated with the knots that he would not come loose, seemed to have not have heard Nathaniel beginning to gain consciousness. Harry tried to get Hermione's attention, trying to get her to turn around or at least shut up long enough to hear the groans, and he couldn't believe how much she liked to mutter as she tried to free him from his binds. Harry kept flapping his mouth, trying to make snapping noises with his mouth or at least whistle, but found absolutely no sound was being made. Harry watched as Nathaniel began to move about as he struggled to sit up. Harry, now desperate, began to shake his head as much as he could to get Hermione's attention. Hermione finally looked up at him with a puzzled expression. Harry kept nudging his head in Nathaniel's direction to get her to turn around as Nathaniel, now having gained enough of his consciousness, had a livid expression on his face and looked as if he was about to rush at them and take Hermione by physical force. Just as Nathaniel began to charge towards them, Hermione finally turned around. Avada Kedavra! A familiar voice rang out and echoed against what? the walls. And then, a bright green light, a sight Harry was all too familiar with, flashed through the room and blinded all of the inhabitants in the room. Oh my god! She just fucking murdered Nathaniel Kidlin! <laughs> Hermione was like, not today, bitch! Holy shit! Oh my god, this is a lot more than I... Wow, I was not expecting it to go here. This is fucking great. Wow. So, uh... If we could cut out, like, 50% of the fluff, this shit would be amazing. I know, right? There's, like, a solid 50%. And, like, put more sex just, in. Just 50% too much fluff. And we need more, like, real smut. Like, after Harry just his pants, he could have totally had sex with Hermione. Well, I mean, at that least, way, like, the next morning or something. He would have lasted longer. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be more sex. Yeah, they're they're more smut. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly? <laughs> honestly, they'd, like, totally be fucking by now. Dude, do you mind? I can hear you vaping. Oh, my bad. Well, that's the end of the chapter. 
What'd you think, Jay Khan? Do you think that she murdered Nathaniel Kinlan? I doubt I don't know. Nathaniel Kinlan did it. I'll read the last paragraph again. Avada Kedavra. A familiar voice rung out and echoed against the walls. And then a bright green light, a sight Harry was all too familiar with, flashed through the room and blinded all of the inhabitants in the room. Yeah, holy it's shit. It's gotta be Hermione. Come on. Somebody's killing somebody. We're not gonna end it with Hermione dying. And if it does, I apologize to everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Tune in next time to the Hot and Fire Podcast to find out who's dead. Do you just burp halfway through that? Maybe. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, what do we title this episode? Avada Kedavra. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't we kind of giving it away, though? No, they'll have to wait to the end. They don't know what the fuck's going to happen. They're like, whoa, when's it going to get thrown out? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah, that was kind of intense there at the end, huh? Yeah, I was, wow, I just don't, I'm kind of speechless. I was not expecting. I hope I gave it some oomph there. I tried. Yeah, I just, honestly, I just, I'm amazed. Wow, um, so, um, good job, of, Rudy Rowing. I mean, my boner's inside out. I don't know about yours. Yeah, I just, it somehow turned into a vagina. Super weird. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have, have you to always get that had checked that? out. Uh, hey, Prudes, can you oh. uh, call the doctors tomorrow and make sure that I get an appointment? It's a COVID test. COVID test, that's all. Just the gynecologist. Make sure it's a gynecologist, but it's just for a COVID test, I promise. Yeah, yeah. But I want them to swab the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, and he's gone. Yeah, but, oh, what if I got, like, COVID in my butthole? (laughs) All right, so, uh, you can, uh, we have a Facebook. (laughs) You can like us, please review on 19, guys. One is possibly named Craig. Jay Kanye, smut peasant, just reduce some smut. You gotta give my more review on a Facebook or Apple Podcasts. You can, you can try and tweet at us. I mean, if you want to, at Hot oh, Potter. Shit, my food's here. Bye.